Hello, this is Dylan, David, and Sean take on fascism here for episode four. Today, we are going to be discussing how does fascism rule. We'll also discuss what is life like under fascist rule. So, here it is. So, how does fascism rule? Fascism rules with a series of principles, starting with a continued alliance with conservative enablers, coercion, charismatic leadership, control of information, consent of those being ruled, and war and empire. Was fascism a new phenomenon, or did Hitler take a page out of the European imperial playbook and turn it against his European allies? Imperialism in the early 20th century and the late 19th century paved the road for fascist expansion inside of Europe and North Africa. There had always been conquering of other countries far away of indigenous people. The British, the French, the Germans, the Italians, and the Americans, including the Ottomans, would conquer other indigenous people all over the globe. The use of concentration camps to eliminate opposition in colonies was often utilized. So when we talk about how fascism rules, we're, our group is going to specifically focus on the victims of fascism in, in the empires at home and in the occupied territories. So to find the origins of how the victims of fascism are treat, treated, you can go back to pre-World War I imperialism in Africa, the Americas, and Asia. So one glaring example of this is the invention of concentration camps in colonial territories owned by, say, Spain with their concentration camps in Cuba, uh, the British building concentration camps in South Africa during the Boer Wars, and even in Soviet Russia, they had gulags where they sent political prisoners and other undesirables. A specific example of this would be when Germany tried to colonize East Africa in the late 19th century. They were attempting to colonize, but the Herero people fought back and 300,000 people were killed. It should be noted that the Germans were indiscriminate. They killed everyone. There was no distinction between combatant and non-combatant. They would kill women. They would kill children. They would kill anyone. It did not matter to them. All that mattered to them was trying to colonize East Africa. A major event in history that led up to World War II is often overlooked. It was the event of the Armenian Genocide in Turkey. Turkey was a brand new nation after World War I. They had similar outcomes after World War I because their empire just fell. Now, as a republic, they would rise and build a new nation under President Ataturk, Turkey's first president. Now, the Armenian Genocide was the systematic mass extermination and deportation of one and a half Armenians within the Ottoman Empire. Uh, this took place in approximately 1923, uh, although it is said that it has started in 1915. Uh, Ottoman authorities rounded up, arrested, and deported from Constant Constantinople to the region of Angora, 235 to 270 Armenian intellectuals, community leaders, the majority of whom were eventually murdered.
The significance of the Armenian genocide is that it directly influenced Adolf Hitler. Hitler admired Ataturk. He was the first president of the Republic of Turkey. Turkey was just basically in an all-time low. They had major losses after World War I. Hitler paid close attention to Turkish affairs. He had a he had the idea that he wanted to imitate Ataturk's radical construction of a new nation. He is said to have referred to Ataturk as his master and himself and Mussolini as his students. Mussolini's main purpose was to restore the Roman Empire, which is why he colonized Libya and Ethiopia and all of these places because he wanted to create one big Italy. So to begin looking at the victims of fascism itself, we can look at the first official fascist government, which was Mussolini's Italy after World War I. So prior to World War I, Italy had invaded Libya, but was unsuccessful in bringing the entire uh, country and region under its uh, authority. They only had a few small enclaves on the, on the coast that they maintained, but the rest of the country was uh, unobtainable at that time. When Mussolini came into power, he finally had the authority to send the Italian army into Libya, and they completely decimated the civilian population there. Like, like Germany in uh, Southeast Africa prior in the late 19th century, the Italians made no distinction between combatant and civilian, and thus they were finally able to bring uh, Libya under their control. The invasion and subsequent colonization of Libya set the stage for future fascists by using new technology. This new technology, such as planes, wireless technology, and armored vehicles, such as tanks, made it much easier to fight back and therefore increased the level of fighting that could occur later from fascists such as Hitler, Mussolini, and made it easier for them to invade places. Another example of victims of Italian fascism are the Ethiopians who were conquered after the Italian invasion of Ethiopia in 1936. So when Ethiopia was conquered, Mussolini had a plan to colonize Ethiopia with Italian farmers to supply the empire with food. Uh, Hitler was watching this from Europe and he was inspired by Mussolini's attempts to create more living space for the Italian people. This would inevitably also lead to Hitler's own ideas of living space in Europe, particularly in Poland, Ukraine, Belarus, and other Europe, uh, Eastern European regions. Part of Mussolini's desire to uh, conquer Ethiopia was a matter of conquest and revenge. In 1896, the Ethiopians inflicted an embarrassing defeat on the Italians at the Battle of Adwa. Uh, it was humiliating 
to the Italians that a colonized people defeated a modernized military. Uh, both Italian nationalists and fascists wanted to seek revenge. Now, no discussion about the victims of fascism is complete without, of course, talking about Hitler and the victims of the Holocaust. After Hitler's rise to power in Germany, but before the, the start of World War II, the goal of the Nazi party was not to exterminate the Jews outright, but to make life so untenable for them that they wanted to leave Germany. They did this by harassment, boycotts. They established the Michelin test, which determined who was a Jew based on their, their parents, grandparents, and ancestry. And this, these voluntary migrations out of Germany were exasperated by the Night of the Broken Glass. After the assassination of von Roth, the Night of the Broken Glass begun. It was also known as the Pogrom. As a result of this pogrom, there was an accelerated uh, prosecution process against Jews. They were denied due process after this. Stormtroopers led the pogrom. Many Germans participated or just stood by and watched. Synagogues were burned. Jewish shops were vandalized. They were looted. Hundreds of Jews were killed and even more committed suicide. There were approximately 25 to 30,000 of them sent to concentration camps. 40,000 left Germany in 1938, and 78,000 left Germany in the, the next year. On November 9, 1938, a German ambassador in Paris named Ernst Eduard von Roth was assassinated by Herschel Grinspan. Grinspan was a Polish-Jewish national who was seeking refugee status. He assassinated Ernst Roth because of all these harsh laws that were getting passed in Germany at the time against Jews. After the pogrom and Hitler came to power, there were measures taken so that Jews could not be part of the everyday society. For example, Jewish kids were expelled from school. Jews were excluded from the general welfare system. There was the loss of driver's license and the ban on Jews in public places in Berlin. These actions, including that Jews could not own stores or any type of real estate type thing, Jews were stripped of all of their rights and basically just sent away and put into ghettos. The four decrees of occupied Poland were passed on the 8th of March, 1940. They were a series of laws passed to regulate the working and living conditions of Polish workers in the ghettos of Warsaw. The decrees enforced uh, that there would be a forced labor amongst the occupants of the ghetto. Men in the ghetto, 10 years and older, would have to wear a white band no less than 10 centimeters wide around their arm. Uh, the Star of David 
would be on the inner and outer clothing. Uh, women would have to wear these too. Uh, violations of these decrees resulted in imprisonment. Uh, established Jewish representative bodies were es established, but they gave the Jews little rights in these ghettos. Uh, Jews who left the ghettos would be punished by death, and so would their helpers. The Gray Bus was a bus that transported mentally ill and disabled people to their deaths. 5,000 disabled children were murdered after being taken by the Gray Bus, and 210,000 adults were murdered after being taken by the Gray Bus. The defining feature of fascism in Germany is the Holocaust, or the extermination of Jews, disabled people, gays, uh, Romanian gypsies, and other un undesirables in Germany and the territories they, they occupied. The Holocaust has origins after the Nazis' plans to deport these undesirables failed. They originally wanted to send the Jews to Madagascar, but that required them to defeat Britain navally during the war, which proved impossible after, after failures to do so. The next plan was to deport them into Siberia over the Ural Mountains after defeating the Soviets, but again, that was taking far too much time. So the other option was to just outright exterminate all of these so-called undesirables. This started with the Holocaust by bullets, where squads of armed soldiers would line up their victims and shoot them. But this proved to be both costly in time, equipment, money, and also to the mental toll that it had on the shooters. So in order to resolve this, the Nazis started gassing their victims in mobile gassing trucks. However, many regions in Eastern Europe were inaccessible by these trucks, and so that led to the death camps, which were fixed installations where the Holocaust was carried out. Life in death camps were horrible. There's no other way to describe it. People were rounded up and sorted based on their age and ability, Older women in death camps were immediately sent to the gas chambers. The ones who survived the initial rounding up were lived in horrible conditions with little to no food and were tortured by the Nazis. Although men who were young, meaning 18 years old around there, were sent to labor camps where they worked for the Nazis, they were also tortured, but they were not killed immediately, where in death camps, the main purpose of their stay there was for them to be murdered. They used gas chambers, and the Nazis would shoot people based on how they were, based on their condition. In conclusion, life under fascist rule was essentially hell on earth. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Dylan, David, and Sean take on fascism. This was episode four, and we hope to see you on our next episode. Have a great day.